and welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast with myself, Steve Nussbaum, and my good friend making his long awaited return to the podcast, myself, Stan Chum, the bearded legend, the father, the daddy himself, Mr. Paulie. Theo, Theo, Theo. Thank you very much indeed. It is great to be back, and thank you very much indeed uh, to everybody who's come and co-hosted with you, done a great job, yeah. uh, slightly concerned, I, I think I'd be wrong if I uh, didn't say that I'd be concerned that my spot was uh, was under threat, but it is great to be back and uh, thank you to everybody for all your lovely messages, it's uh, it's hard, hard going, um, for any parent who knows, <laughs> you know, but... Um, but yeah, this is episode 148. We are we are slowly chomping our way through the 100s here. Uh, it is great to be back in the co-host hot seat. I think um, uh, this this week's a bit going to be a bit of a bumper show. Yep. Really, we've got two games to talk about. Two spoiler alert games that we've won to talk about. Uh, plenty of reviews, plenty of thoughts. Uh, full roundup from the club, although it's a slightly quieter than usual week. Um, and a lot more uh, as well. So I think, as always, we start with our friends over at the uh, over at the Sporters yeah, Club. Yeah, firstly, there's two trips to tell you about. It's coming up. So on Saturday, the 25th of August, we go to Gateshead, and coaches for this one leave at 7:30 a.m. for a 3 p.m. kickoff. So a very early Long start. Trip. Long trip. Yeah, first for this one, a £36 for adults, £33 for concessions, and £18 for under 16s. And then the second trip to tell you about a newbie on Saturday, 1st of September, another early start as we go to Chesterfield and coaches leave for this one at 8.30am again for a 3pm kickoff. And the first for this one, a £28 for adults, £25 for concessions, and £14 for under 16 and for both trips there's a three pound surcharge to non-members and please remember to get your own match tickets and you can book for these ones uh, in the supporters club at any home game or by calling the travel line 07722 and a reminder that the supporters club will be open on bank holiday monday before the dovey game so get yourself down there always a great atmosphere loads of good beers good company good orient yeah. chat and I can't speak highly enough of the supporters club Absolutely. Uh, Leighton Orient Trust have very kindly sent us an update as to what they've been up to the past seven days. They were very proud and pleased to receive the National League Trust Award from Chairman Brian Lee for their work with players in the community. Uh, it goes on to say, huge thanks to the squad and staff for their continued support. CEO Danny Macklin received a cheque on behalf of the Leighton Orient Trust for £5,000 to help towards future community projects. Yeah, so well, well done to everyone at the Trust. They do a lot of work. It doesn't go unnoticed amongst the Orient community and the local community. So it is really nice that the National League are recognising yeah. that as well. Um, particularly as we're obviously fairly new to the National League people. The fact that they've noticed and, and, and recognised that uh, is absolutely outstanding. Yeah, spot on. So moving on into the week that was. a course on Monday, the 13th of August, and young O's goalkeeper Arta Janata joined Istanbul League side Waltham Abbey on a season-long loan. And they managed... By ex one time O Mark Stimson, two time I think. Oh really? I think he joined us on loan and then joined us permanently for a year. Two times. Two time. Um, but also um, <laughs> speaking of Coulson, just want to think of it. Loving the chant at Maidstone away. Take it away. Loving. No, no, no. I'm not going to do it a disservice by singing uh. it on the podcast now for you all. <laughs> but if if anybody needs to hear it, um, it is on the club's official Twitter. 
uh, or social media uh, from from Tuesday night. Absolutely. Fantastic song, great song. Josh, we know you listen. I'm sure you love that song uh, as well. At five o'clock, though, uh, this is still Monday the 13th of August, Coulson Monday at five o'clock, a piece of good news from the club as it was announced that Macaulay Bond has signed a two-year contract that's now going to expire in the summer of 2020. So it's a year extension to his current two-year contract, yeah. but it's a new contract, so it's two years from from this season. McCauley told the official club website, I've had the summer to sit down and talk to my family about it, and the right decision is to extend. It's the feeling of being loved and wanted somewhere. It's the right decision to stay here and try and continue my performances this season. So for me, I'm really pleased about that. I'm, I'm sure there isn't a single Leighton Orient uh, person who isn't delighted by that and obviously look forward to seeing him have another healthy and yeah. successful season with us absolutely me good to see the news come out however I do think if Maka has another good season I think he'll get snapped up by a league club but you know at least we have the benefit of having him um, and this way we'll get a decent fee for him uh, if he does go yeah. next summer I think he's already on three goals I think if he hits 20 again, I think a League One or League Two club comes in with a better offer than what we saw in the summer. Three and five is a good tally so far. If he can keep yeah. that up, he'll be probably golden boot. Be definitely so he'll contender. get that attention. Yeah. Like other players that last season moved up into League. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, I mean, he's definitely, security. he's definitely our main man, I would say, up front. Definitely the focal point. And we do depend on him a lot. So really good news for all involved. It's nice to see him quote saying, you know, Orient took a chance on him, so he wants to repay the faith. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely agree with you. Matty LOFC Evans says, Excellent news. Certainly shows our intent to try and get out of this league, and the new owners aren't willing to sell for a quick profit. And that's an actually an outstanding point because Nigel Travis was on the Orient Hour last week and he made a comment or he made a particular point about the fact that they'd received significant sums over the 100k mark, yeah. I think. Um, so the fact that um, we're turning those down because of the bigger picture is. It's fantastic because plenty of other clubs have yeah. just gone, yeah, I'll take that. Absolutely. And Matt Bristow, so did you know since Justin Edinburgh took over at the O's, they've lost only one of 13 games and Macaulay Bond has scored in. They've won 10, drawn two and lost one. Hashtag Fox great stat the box. Stat or stat. stat yeah, really great stat there, Matt. Um, yeah, so moving on then to Hue Tuesday, the 14th of August. The under-18s played against Chelsea's uh, under-18s. Sadly lost 3-1, but uh, it's very, very tough opposition. Certainly no shame in that. So unlucky to the under-18s and, and best luck yeah. uh, Best of luck for the rest of the season. Yeah, great fixture for that. I presume Chelsea yeah. in the top division that you can get in for the under-18s. So a fantastic must, uh, must agree. match there for the young O's. And then that was followed up by the main event on Tuesday night as the O's took on Maidstone away. So the team was announced for this one. Dean Brewer goal and a back four of Judd, Corson, Ekpeteta and Joe Woodowson and a midfield of James Dayton, Craig Clay, Charlie Lee and James Brophy and up top, McCauley Bond and Josh Kramer. And on the bench, we had Sam Sargent, uh, Sam Ling, Danny Happy, Alex Lawless and James Allaby. Yeah, there are three changes to the starting lineup as Miles Judd replaced Sam Ling, who's on the bench. JB McEnough missed out due to a knock and was replaced by James Dayton. And Josh Karoma started in place of James Alabi, who dropped to the bench. And I think it's going to be really, well, obviously making this note at the time, really, really interesting. Dayton and Brophy on the wings, his pace and hard working strikers, and hopefully a more industrious midfield. Obviously, McEnough being a big loss, but it just shows you the strength and depth that we've actually got. Yeah, completely agree. Up for me, I worked at the time, I like it a lot. We have our two most natural wingers playing, so should give Maidstone some problems. And fair play to Justin for making two big calls in dropping yeah. Sam Ling and James Allaby to the bench. Yeah. They wouldn't have been easy choices, but based on the Barrow game and the feedback we had um, following the last episode, probably the majority of fans would have backed 
Justin for that. I think Sam got a bit of criticism and Alibi came off, I think, against Barrow in about 65th minute and Karoma came on and made a massive impact and changed the game. So well done to Justin there for going with the form and not the name. That's right, 100%. Gorillas, sorry, O's fan basing tweeted in saying, we'll miss Mac enough, Lee and Clay need to prove themselves, but agree with Alibi and Ling dropped. Yeah, good point on Clay. I think following, again, last week, a lot of fans wanted Clay out of the team. So I think yeah. Clay had a big week ahead based on his performances at Gorillas 1985. It's great to see our top assist maker of last season in Dayton finally start. Shane McEnough is injured and someone will have to step up to the plate now. Be good to see if Alibi can be an impact player later on in the game. Orient Sphincter said, best two wingers in the league playing for us. Can't be a bad thing. Ling has been quite poor this season, so no problems with Judd getting a chance. Ling will be back, though. Good player. Yeah, good he point. is a good player. Very good. Alan Gollidge, it's a very attacking lineup. The two weakest players on Saturday have been dropped in Ling and Allaby. Shane McEnough injured. Otherwise, him for Clay would have been my team. So, good point. If McEnough was fit, it would have been very interesting to see who Justin who would have with. picked. Would he have gone with um, Clay and... Clay and yeah. um, McEnough in the middle. Very interesting. But when he brought McEnough on, because like people have said, although he's team captain, he's slightly older, and as people have said, how fit and healthy and well he looks after himself, is he at 36, 37 going to be playing a full season or will he be interchanged? Needs, needs to be managed. Quandaries, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, definite food for thought there. Um, Wellsios says, agree with Justin Edinburgh's changes for tonight. McEnough needs resting and those left out need to learn quickly what they have to do to keep and gain a place. Brilliant management. I think we'll win. Yeah, I like that one. And Alpha2 underscore O underscore Mega says, great to see Brophy, Karoma and Dayton all starting. The fans' choice. So Justin obviously listens to the podcast uh, and made the changes based on your views from last week. So keep Absolutely. Your views at Orient Alley. Yeah, and we'll do a poll for who you want the starting eleven to be yeah. next week. Soon enough, Maidstone kicked off the game with XO uh, Blair Turger having an effort and goal that was comfortably collected by uh, Dean Brill with just three minutes on the clock. But a minute later, Maidstone tried their luck again. But Marvin Ekpeteta was superb and he blocked to deny former O's Loney Jamal Loza. So a couple of Familiar names on the Maidstone team sheet for uh, for those with, with good memories. Yeah, and our first attempt came in the eighth minute, but Woodison's cross into the box goes over Bon. But the O's weren't to be denied for too much longer, as with 10 minutes on the clock, there was a long kick from Dean Brill, which got flicked on uh, by McCauley Bon onto Josh Caroma, who used a superb bit of skill to beat his defender with a cheeky flick on, and then he, he had a one-on-one, was running into the keeper, shoots low and hard, <coughs> and the ball smacks into the back of the net, and it's 1-0 to the Orient fantastic composure by Josh Caroma if anybody has not seen that goal yet you, you should go online and have a look at it he beats the defender who's going in with his head Caroma's foot arguably was a bit high but he's dinked it over the guy the yep. defender's head turned and run on goal now I, I have a feeling that maybe last season that he might not have been as composed and smashed it at the keeper wide or just it just wouldn't have been a goal. So for Josh Caroma, I, I think everybody I think it's there to see his his the hard work that he's put in during the off season um has has really come in. Yeah. And, and Ross and Justin coaching that into him and Danny Webb. Uh great goal, fantastic performance. As Meatloaf once said, you took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> it must have been while you were kissing me. Yeah. Oh exactly the same. Exactly the same. Yeah. Right. I think last season I think we saw Josh miss a oh, few of those. Yeah. Um, but this season composed good low finish took it well um, so well played and a massive credit to McCauley Bond for getting his sister because he had to win the header and he wins it really well yeah. and from that header then Karoma has the opening so really good goal there. and good to see a partnership developing now between Bond and the player now Karoma who's making himself undroppable yeah that's exactly what he needs to do that's exactly what he needs to do 
Um, okay, so Brill made a good save with 18 minutes gone to tip a Stuart Lewis shot over the bar, and on 27 minutes, Blair Turgot had a go again, trying his luck from distance, but his effort was poor. Yeah, I thought this game was a big game for Brill after some errors uh, early on in the season. So chuffed to see him making these sorts of saves. We know he's a good commanding keeper, we know he's experienced, but you know, his confidence probably did take some kind of a hammering based on what happened. So good to see him making these saves and looking steady. Yeah, in goal. Good point, well made there. Uh, to end the half though, um, oh, sorry, fast forward eight minutes. Um, oh yeah, nearly missed out one of the most yeah. important parts of the game there. <laughs> fast forward eight minutes though, so we are now into the uh, 26th minute here. Uh, Orient doubled their lead as Marvin Ekpeteta headed the ball home from James Dayton's excellent corner to make it 2-0 to the O's with 30, oh, sorry, 35 minutes on the clock. Be- do beg your pardon. Great corner um, from Dayton. And... He did really well, Marv, to, to Big Marv, to get there first because he was under pressure from one of their men and he won that convincingly. Struggling with the defender but beats him for strength and then gets his body in front of the keeper yes. as well and the ball's in the back of that. For me, very good goal. It's why Dayton has to be a first-choice player for me. Quality corner, hard to defend and we've got those big physical players now yeah. who get ahead of their defenders um, and get the goal. And what can you say that already hasn't been said about Marvin? Comes in, second game of the season... Been phenomenal. I'm ha- delighted for young Marvin to get his first Orient goal mm. and battle well. Absolutely, and you can see why he's well, becoming so. such a fan's favourite. Yeah, absolutely. You think George George Ellicobi being a big loss because of his experience and reading of the game and and how he is in the dressing room, but you know, kudos to Steve Foster for scouting him and and, and suggesting and recommending him and and for Martin and Justin and that to yeah. to see that and bring him in and and he's just slotted straight in. It's like he's always been yeah. at his level. Uh, fantastic, really. Um, to end the half, then Joe Widdison makes an excellent block from Phillips to deny Maidstone a way back in, and two minutes of added time are played out, and we go in 2 0 up at half time. A yeah. little bit against the run of play, really. Got to give credit there to Joe Widdison as well, another defender who's come on leaps and bounds, especially since Justin has started at the club. But for me, he defended well and have been clinical on the attack, and that's how you win games defend well, take your chances, and you're going to win more games than what you lose. And to go in at 2 0 at a half time lead uh, was good, and I think that was a well deserved lead based on the performance level. 100%. Especially going back to it's on and also a 3G pitch that aren't the most... They're quite difficult pitches to play on. So again, a really good performance on a difficult pitch yeah. following a difficult draw at the weekend. Yeah. So really happy with that. LOFC Chaz tweeted us and said, everyone has put in a shift so far, not lost one tackle, but Woodhouseen has been superb and Clay and Lee are having much improved games too. And I think Clay and Lee both needed to have better games following the two that they yeah. had in the previous week. It makes such a huge difference when you're centre midfield, who, in my opinion, dictate the game. If they're not strong enough, you get overrun. If they're on point, you're defending well and you're attacking. They they spring both. They stop yeah. the attacks and they spring a counter. And if they're not on form, um, then, then you will struggle in games. You may struggle to win a game, but you also may struggle and only end up... Yeah. You, you, you could lose, but also by the same time, you might be fighting back to get into the game for a draw. So it's so important that whoever is that centre midfield pairing works really hard. Yeah, and you could see that was coming on that yeah. evening. So attendance was announced at 3,037 or 630 away fans making the trip, and I think that was an actual a sellout in terms of the away, away fans. So 20% well of that crowd was away. Well done. And it would have been more had there been more tickets, tickets available yeah. without any kind of it out. So well done to the 630 away fans who made the trip and the O's started the second half with no subs. Um, and it took us just six minutes to register our first shot of the half as Craig Clay had a decent attempt that went wide. Yeah, 59 minutes. Joe Widdison still doing very well as he cleared a dangerous low cross at the back post. That 
if if he doesn't do that potentially they're back in the game on the hour mark yeah absolutely 62nd minute double sub is James Dayton and Miles Judd made way for James Allaby and Sam Ling why do you think he made those changes I think Dayton's at the manager. time at the time I think he was just taking them off to kind of because he thought the game was won but looking back in hindsight Dayton's first start of the season gives him an hour fine with that yeah um and probably the same with Judd as well. First start of the season. I think maybe, yeah, I was a bit harsh at the time. I thought maybe <coughs> we got a bit complacent. I thought the game was won. But looking back, you're like, well, they're both their first starts of the season. They've both done an hour, two and a up. Let's rest them and bring on Ling and Alibi, who have both played this season. Three games. So I get that, it. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. Um, Marvin Ekpeteta did very well in the 67th minute as his intervention cleared the danger from a free kick before Dean Brill collected the ball from the resulting corner as Yorin are seeing out some pressure from Maidstone yeah. so I think credit to Maidstone because although they were 2-0 down they were still gunning yeah. for it they didn't wilt and die they were standing up and being counted and trying to counter as much as possible yeah good team actually to be fair to them um, 72nd minute last sub for the O's Alex Lawless Came on and replaced James Brophy in the final seven. Five minutes later, 77 minutes gone. Josh Karoma having a very good game. Beats his man, drives into the box, goes down under a challenge, which looked a certain penalty from all angles. But Josh got booked for his troubles and Maidstone were awarded a free kick. And I'll always call players out for diving, but that was a blatant penalty to me. And the refs completely missed it. Mm. And to make matters worse, Josh gets a booking for his troubles. Yeah, so basically the referee thinks it's simulation. He's tried to yeah. con him, but... But when you're travelling, this is the thing that I think like the Bales and the Ronaldos had, that when they're travelling at speed, that the slightest touch can, can throw them off. So, um, shame. But Maidstone grabbed the lifeline in the 80th minute as they pulled a goal back as Nana to, um, to Marcy, uh crossed... I'm sure I've not pronounced that well, but it doesn't matter. He doesn't <laughs> listen. Uh, his cr- <laughs> as a Nana Tomasi uh, cross is headed in at the back post by Shamir Mullings to leave Orient facing an f- anxious final 10 minutes. And that was poor defending by us there. Um, we need to switch on for the full 90, not just um, for the period that we think we should. I thought that was a very good cross into the box. That was very hard to defend. And you could argue it's poor defending, but a cross like that, if Dayton puts that cross and we're going, that's a fantastic cross. And... Mm. A one that you can just get your head on but maybe poor defending but I thought the quality of the cross took out Brill took out as defenders and let the guy with a simple header Yeah, um, but you can see from the reaction I think Coulson's reaction was screaming at someone for not picking up his man Yeah, so maybe not covering but you're right we need to make sure we're 100% on it for 90 minutes Correct. because we've seen it already too many times this season conceding late goals Ebsfleet <coughs> Barrow and now one to Maidstone and you know it's not what you want to be going into the last 10 minutes, conceding a goal and having to defend. Squeaky bum time, I think you tweeted, didn't you? Absolutely squeaky bum time. But in the 83rd minute, Kramer still having a blinding game, got the ball on the left-hand side, cut inside his man. You can see how confident he is from outside the box, smacks a shot, a keeper probably beaten, but the ball hits the outside of the post and if that goes in, game over, 3-1. 100% spot yeah. on. The rest of the 90 minutes is played with Maidstone searching for the equaliser and the O's looking for the third goal to kill Maidstone off as the game becomes very open but little openings for both sides. Yeah, and in five minutes we've had a time go up on the ball so an anxious five minute for all Orient fans and it's clean your pants time as in the 92nd minute Dean Brill according to action he makes a very good save to keep XO Blair Turk gets effort out. Blair does everything right there kind of gets past his man drives enough good shot um, but Brill does well you could say it's a decent height for him but Brill still has to make the shave and you know respect to Blair Turgut for scoring one of the best goals 
ever all ever seen at Orient and then for tweeting after the game saying good luck to Orient for the season I think Blair top man mate I hope you have a good season for that just not in the return leg against Orient absolutely but I think you've got respect Blair for that <coughs> yeah but a massive absolutely. save for me and again Brill criticised last week but we'll praise him this week for making the save because if that goes in we're all moaning about two points dropped yeah. and he's essentially saved us two points there Exactly. The remaining added time is played and the full-time whistle goes. We get a 2-1 win and our first three points of the season amongst jubilant scenes in the away end and amongst the players who come over to celebrate with the fans. Again, that is on the club's social media account. So go and have a look at that. It does make the hair, hairs on the back of your neck stand. Yeah. Well, it made them on my neck stand up. So <laughs> it is good. It's great. Yeah, brilliant. So Justin Edinburgh, after the game, said it feels extremely good. We've been in a fight here. And we're taken all the way. I'm pleased for the players because under difficult circumstances, we've conceded two leads consecutively in late fashion. But we stood firm tonight. I'm really pleased for the players. And Marvin needed to be alert in both boxes. <coughs> Certainly at the end, there were a lot of balls being thrown into our box. I'm pleased with both Marvin and Josh. Josh has been out of the team since the start of the season. But I thought he made impacts against Ebsfleet and Barrow. And he's justified his starting place tonight with a very good goal. Good words there from Justin. Always speak to good game. Um, after the matches makes plenty of sense. Yeah, absolutely. So the league table, although it's, you know, as everyone says, it's too early to really be looking at that, uh, that being our first win of the season, season unbeaten record stay intact as we make it six points from 12 and move up to 10th in the table, but obviously it is still yeah. very early days. Um, for me, absolutely outstanding result. Well done to all the players for that. Justin, Ross and Danny as well. Kudos to you guys. We were much more at it from the first whistle, chasing and harassing them. Midfield worked really, really well with the pace and trickery of Karoma uh, and Bond working hard up top. Uh, I thought that all worked well. I think it all clicked into place yeah. quite nicely. Massive props to Big Marv, who's really on top of his game uh, and great that he's opened his account uh, for the season. Hopefully that's the first of many. Uh, Maidstone didn't give up, though, as I said earlier, having gone 2-0 down. Credit to them for still having a go at us. We sucked up their pressure, uh, squeaky bum time towards the end, but obviously delighted to walk away from there with uh, three points. It gives a lot of, a lot of food for thought uh, to Justin for the next game, which was um, yesterday's match. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I wouldn't like his headache. Yeah, a good headache to have. Yeah, uh, My views, yeah, good result in what I think was a pressure game, I think, going into that one. Well done to Justin for the team selection. He made some big calls that came off. Good to see we scored early. You know, it's good to see Orient scoring early as opposed to opposition. Um, and a great goal from Josh, who's really making a first-team claim this season. I think he's been kind of threatening that for the last season and a half, but now I think it's going to be very difficult to take him out. Great to see a goal from Marvin. And I want all, it seemed like a comfortable, seemed comfortable until they got that goal, which made it an extra 10 minutes. Um, however, our first win is on the board. And now we can crack on with the season. Look forward to Bron Wood on Saturday. And good to see plaudits for me coming in for Craig Clay. We've got a lot, a lot of tweets about him um, from the start of the season, saying he's not good enough. So good to see an improved performance and him getting the fans back on track. Um, and good to see all the team fighting and giving it their all on the pitch. And to sum up, as always, a massive kudos to the travelling 630 O's yeah. who travelled yeah. on a Tuesday night and got to see their team win 2-1. Absolutely. So those were our views. Um, now it's time to bring in, as we usually do, uh, fellow fan views. And obviously we get a huge amount of feedback after uh, various matches. So thanks to everybody who does tweet us. It is genuinely appreciated uh, on all of our social media accounts. And again, we try to read out as many as possible. But just because we read them, it doesn't mean that we agree with them. We put a lot in for balance. We're not happy clappy. But at Boatsy said, thank goodness for that. Should be seeing those games out more comfortably. Still loads of work to do for Justin and we need to stop.
stop switching off. Marv looks like some player. Yeah, at Jagsy 1979 says, we started slipping once we lost Brophy in Dayton's pace, but glad we've held on this time and four games unbeaten. Hashtag unbeatables. Yeah, Joe underscore Pavitt said, even though we won and even though I'm buzzing, there's still a lot of work to be done. We can't keep conceding late in the game. It gives the opposition so much momentum. Should start changing to a back five come the end of the game. However, good result. Let's keep it going. Yeah, makes the point about conceding late goals and inviting late pressure there. So at Essex Biz, <coughs> this is a massive win. Questionable substitutions, but first win on the board. We need to push on now. Yeah, Dave D... Uh, um, David Danu says, unbeaten and once again gone to their place and taken three points and on an artificial pitch. Think after four games last season, we conceded nine. Pleased to see Karoma in the team tonight. Exactly what we needed. Yeah, good points there, Dave. At Orient Ballbag says, hopefully that's the win that sets us on our way. Seems like we owe Brewer a slap on the back for some top draw saves and to think some people are questioning his ability. Laughable. Yeah, we're at Fan TV. Said, pleased to finally get the first win. Hopefully, this gives the players a massive confidence boost. Will be interesting to see if Justin sticks uh, with the same eleven for the next few games. One thing he needs to sort out, though, is conceding goals in the final ten minutes. And he's put a comment: concentration. Yeah, I agree with that point about the same eleven for the next few games, giving Justin some food for thought and good headaches for a manager to yeah. have. Because you know now one bad performance or two that you're out as Sam Ling and James yeah. Allaby have found out. But statistically speaking, I think it's fair that the same 11 playing week in, week out is better than a team that uses dozens and dozens of yeah. players. The more you use, the less yeah. of a good season I think you have. Yeah, absolutely. But you know now that it, that you could be Replaced. taken out if yeah. not playing good enough. But Bert underscore daddies says that's better. We have great owners, great support, and despite managers always being relatively temporary, we should chill out and hashtag trust in Justin. Yeah, Paul Gregory said, some immense performances tonight. Clay with a Senec, Pateta, Coulson. We should never be putting sides like that away rather than hanging on. uh, Sorry. We should, however, be putting sides like that away rather than hanging on. Take that, take the win, though. Yeah, good to see plaudits, like we said, for yeah. Clay there. Clay having a very good game. When it's game. deserved, it's deserved, 100%. And we should sing their praises. It's, it's that sort of it's yeah. performance-related environment that they're in. You know, it's not like our jobs, we go and we do it and it's, you know, yeah. theirs, it's very, very visible. Yeah, and that's the great thing about this podcast, get views from all round. And when yeah. someone doesn't play so well... They get bad you tweets, say. and when someone plays well, they get good tweets. Yeah, yeah. Simple as that. At Magic underscore John says, it was very simple tonight. We pressed higher, got stuck in, and the central midfielders simply gave the ball wide to the players that do damage whenever they could. That's a good point about it. The central yeah. midfielders getting the ball, get it wide to Brophy, yeah. get it wide to Dayton, and attack and press higher. James DD11 says, the changes to the starting lineup definitely paid dividends. Looked a much better side with and without the ball compared to Saturday. Clay, Big Marvin, Coulson were different gravy tonight. Well deserved win, and we finally held on to a lead. Uh, yes. Jones, 1976, just can't fault any of the players tonight. Everyone played their part in an important win. Big Marv was exceptional, and Karoma caused problems constantly. I'm one of Clay's critics, but he was great, as were the fans. What an atmosphere, singing for 90 minutes. A great night up the O's. At only one team said, we controlled most of the game, and at 2-0, only one team was going to win it. Once they got back, we had to dig in and got over uh, and got over the line to take our first win of the season. The whole team put in a shift uh, tonight, and hopefully this will be the win that kickstarts our season. And the final word of Maidstone comes from I Heart Rushmore, who said, we looked so comfortable until they scored. and looked a little nervy. All that was 
was a stonewall penalty and Freedom would not have flattered us. Brophy was quiet tonight but can change the game in a moment and just Coulson is immense week in, week out and we own the midfield. Also to say, I spent most of the game watching Clay based on all of the comments recently and he played well tonight. Under hit a couple of passes but he works hard, knows when to stay with a man and when to pass him on and made a couple of great recovery tackles and always shows for a pass. That's decent. So do you agree or disagree with any of the tweets that we've read out? Let us know what you think by tweeting us at Orient Outlook. If you're not on social media, don't worry. We are on email as well. You can email us, orientoutlook at outlook.com. Yeah, so the Prediction League update. So again, phenomenal map predictions coming in before games now. It's easily uh, between 100 to 150. So some huge predictions coming in. And well done to at Oliver Melman, at Sue underscore Mans, at Nyshot Steve, at Rob Nathan 77, at Jay Dar, at George Gurks, at Brit Lion Devices, at Shrop underscore O, at Jack Coates 14, <laughs> at Orient Buccaneer, at G Force underscore Shiv, at Brad Mumaloy, at Orient Fan TV, who predicted 2-1 but no correct goal score so they all got three points in our prediction league but a huge well done to at Leighton Orient at D underscore underscore Fed oh, and that's the club's thing now. no at Leighton Orient FC is the club's thing because this smart cookie yeah. got Leighton Orient before, must have been when Twitter first got invented holy cow yeah at D <coughs> underscore underscore Fed at Tony underscore Antonio at John McNabo at Dennis Orient at Rob MCC 68 at Pills the Doman and at Wings Mad who all predicted 2-1 and one correct goal scorer, so get the four points. Nobody got the full house of five points, uh, and the full prediction league table roundout will follow after the boring. That's game. a lot of people getting that scoreline right. Well done, everyone. That's yeah. not easy to do. Yeah, it takes a while also to calculate them, but keep getting them in, and we'll make sure well, we'll try well our done, best not to make you do any that, mistakes. Because I'd muck it up. I'd muck it up three <laughs> times when I did it, so I stopped doing it. Wednesday the 15th of August, it was a double birthday celebration, as we said a happy, very happy birthday to two friends of the podcast in Errol McKellar and Gary Alexander Super Gary Alexander both celebrating very different eras of birthday but all good nonetheless and uh yeah, we, uh, we hope that they had a good day. Yeah, Thursday the 16th of August, a quiet day or an Outlook podcast hours as there is no news to report from yourself, Stan Chum. However, Mooney Friday the Mooney, 17th of Mooney. August, the, uh, the club confirmed that they've now sold and processed 3,900 tickets. So absolutely outstanding. There's only 100 to go to reach the target yeah. of 4,000. I think, if I'm not mistaken, last season it was 3,850. So we've already wow. got 50 more than last season and considering that's absolutely astonishing it's amazing so if you listen to the podcast if you haven't got yours yet I'm sure most of you will have but and if you, you can come to games and you can come to games get you just down need a hundred book it you just up. need a hundred and, and, and if you've just bought a season ticket for the first time this is your first year of getting a season ticket you're new to Orient Tweet us at Orient Outlook, email us orientoutlook at outlook.com or send us a message on Facebook and just search or, um, Orient Outlook Podcast. Send us a message, we'd love to, to give you a mention. Yeah, and it'd be interesting to find out why you, if you are a new season ticket holder, why you have chosen the Orient. But like yeah. we said, get, get in contact. We love to hear from new listeners all the time. So moving on in to Saturday the 18th of August <coughs> and starting with the youth team results and the under-18s began their season with a one-all draw at Peterborough with Lawrence Hammond scoring the goal for the O's and the under-16s were also in action against Peterborough and Drew. Two, also two good results there. You know, Peterborough, yeah, good league one club. Yeah. You know, they do bring a few youth players through and they've got good scouting system. So great result there uh, for Peter Gill's young boys. Absolutely, so well done to everybody there. But the main event was Boreham Wood at home. We ran a Twitter poll ahead of the match. 
and after 315 votes, 74% of you thought that we would win, 19% thought it would be a draw, but only 7% thought that there would be a loss. Yeah. So the cynics out there, let's see how that evolved. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so the team was announced with Dean Brill and goal, back four of Judd, Coulson, Ekpatetta and Widowson, midfield lineup: up Dayton, Lee, Clay and McEnough, with McCauley Bond and Josh Caroma up front and on the subs bench. Sam Sargent, Sam Lee, Danny Happy, Alex Lawless and James Allaby. Yes, absolutely. So there was only one change for the O's as Joby McEnough returned to the team following his injury absence and James Brophy misses the game due to a hamstring problem. And for me, I think the team is set up to win um, outright. Um, obviously, slight concern about the amount of injuries that are suddenly mounted, but interesting that Judd retains his yeah. place over Ling, although not surprised given the performance that he put in Tuesday night, but it's just interesting. Yeah, many percent for me. Yeah. Happy with that team after mm-hmm. Tuesday's performance. Brophy will be a big loss for me. Um, and we'll come on to Brophy. Uh, Justin will cover him when we, after we, we bring Justin's interview in uh, post-Bromwood. But Joby is more than a decent replacement. And that's the thing we really found out this season, the strength and depth. That's it. In the squad, when Coulson or Elikobi are out, we've got Happy and Ekpateta. Yeah. When Brophy or Dayton or McEnough aren't there, one of those can cover. Karoma can also cover on the wing. Yeah. Alibi up front. Alibi on the wing if you're desperate. Still got David Mooney, you can't even get in the squad. True. Do you know what I mean? Very, very true. Uh, Matt Harold as well. And again, to Justin will cover Matt Harold later. Gorman. So it's looking good for the O's at the Dorset Vikings. Said, would love another win today after Tuesday, but would also love to see a clean sheet. Has been a bit leaky so far this season. Yeah, so the match kicked off at the Bray Group Stadium with the O's looking for their second win in a week against last year's beaten playoff finalists so in the sixth minute some very very good build up places Joby McEnough feed Joe Widdison whose first time cross forced Josh Caroma inside the penalty area but his shot is high and over the boring wood goal yeah decent effort there from Josh and in the seventh minute a let off for the O's as Belenta taps into the O's goal for boring wood but it was disallowed for offside I didn't that see that tight, I, I didn't see that flag up till late so when they scored I was like oh. Yeah. I looked over and saw the flag up. I was like, oh, it's fine. Don't yeah, know, but, I, but I think there was a few that if he hadn't touched it, there was another player ready to mm. touch it in. So he's actually sort of cost his team a goal there. Possibly. But again, we need switching off. Yeah. Like early on, we're not starting sharply enough again there. Um, despite that, though, Orient had the majority of the play and tried hard to work some good opportunities in the first 15 minutes. Yeah, in the 18th minute, some good work by us. He's just nullified Bond with pressure and counter, thanks to excellent work by Josh Caroma, who fed McCauley Bond, whose effort was saved, and Josh, Josh's follow-up shot was blocked, and much better from us. We're looking quite threatening again on the we attack. We've, we've come to life, really. Uh, yeah. 22 minutes on the clock, Caroma tried his luck from range. His effort is deflected wide for a corner. Yeah, and in the next 10 minutes, see some pressure from the O's without any break for any major points to talk about. And in the 32nd minute, a brilliant goal kick uh, went AWOL. Judge tried to recover, uh, tried to back heel it to keep the ball in, but he yeah. did, but gave the ball away. And Bottom Wood tried to capitalise, but Judd, just showing why he's such an excellent right back, getting Very back, good. winning the ball, good. tackling, recovering, and clearing the danger. And that's why Judd, that's what Judd gives you. Yeah. you know, and for such all. a young kid, it's great to see. And, and he was up against a physical guy yeah. on that side. Done really he wasn't, well. He wasn't, and Judd Miles isn't a big boy. Uh, but he was up against a guy who was quite strong and quite tough. He did really, really well there. Yeah. Uh, in the 38th minute, Amira for Boreham Wood had an effort just wide of the far post after some poor orient defending. Yeah, some bit that was poor defending there. I think Ekbiteta and Corson were talking to each other, trying to find what happened. But we did look a bit, when the long ball was coming in, in the first half, we did look a bit susceptible to it. Mm. So we need to make sure we're always concentrating. In the 43rd minute, uh, Judd was booked for a late foul on Jamal Firefield. Um, and for me, 
love it from Judd. Showing real heart and desire. Gets a player about eight times bigger than him. Uh, and went through him yeah. uh, due, like due to the there. pace he was going at. But Judd, you know, never backing out of the challenge. Well played, Miles Judd. Yeah, 100%. Two minutes of time added on. Um, Joby McEnough saw a low shot, well saved by Boreham Wood goalkeeper Balcom, who was getting a bit of jip from a couple of fans at, um, in, the in the back half, of the yeah. uh, south stand. Um, right on the stroke of half-time, the whistle went shortly after, uh, and the teams go in evens at half-time. Yeah, good tweet from Actual Sessions that summed up the first half well. George said, half-time, nil-nil. Edinburgh's team have dominated most of the possession but have hardly tested Balcom. Chrome has been classed though and O's need to get him on the ball more. I thought that was a great tweet from George that sums up um, the first half pretty well. Agreed. David Reichard 80 said, Boreham Wood are truly an awful, awful team. One-trick ponies who can only go long and use their physicality. Go near them, they drop to the floor. We really need to wise up, get a bit nasty ourselves and drive forwards as their defence is absolutely terrible. Yeah, so thank you to David for the tweet at half-time. Tenants was announced at 3,767, with only 96 Bournemouth fans. That's terrible, terrible from that Bournemouth. That is shameful. Considering it's not at 40 far. minute round the 20, M25. Yeah, very surprised at that one. Maybe it's because of the Gooners or maybe because of Spurs, but very surprising. But second half kicked off with no subs for the O's. In the 47th minute, a great low ball in from James Dayton. Um... But Josh Graham was just beaten by their defender, Stevens, who got injured in the process and the ref stopped play so he could receive treatment. But a great ball in there and their defender done really well because Kramer was lurking within 10 and probably scores that if the defender if doesn't, doesn't get it for him. Yeah, absolutely. A minute later, though, Josh Coulson is replaced by Dan Happy. Uh, Josh was suffering from double vision. And at first, I didn't realise what that was all about um, until Dave Victor tweeted yeah. saying that it was due to, I didn't even realise he had yeah. some sort of concussion. So, uh, Josh, hope you are better now. Yeah, it shows the strength we have now. Uh, and the yeah. confidence in Danny and Dan ha- and Happy in terms of you know Happy and Epitetta playing centre back and you're not kind of watching it going oh I hope they're right here you're just kind of consistently confident <laughs> in their abilities which is good to see. So you look at Miles Judd who's under twenty, Marvin Epitetta's just over twenty, yeah. Dan Happy who's under twenty. Yeah. Obviously Joe Willison's a bit yeah. older, but you know you're talking an Josh. average age there, maybe twenty one. Yeah, very good. Give or take a year. Very good. I don't think I'd be far out with that. That's, Absolutely. It's outstanding. Yeah, 51st minute, superb walk down our left. Sees Joby McEnough backhill to Joe Wooderson, whose first time crosses met by Craig Clay, whose header is just wide of the post. But some more good build-up play there from the O's. Yeah, 52nd minute, goal um, from the goal kick, Boreham will counter, and Brill is called into action and makes a fantastic save from Shakes to deny Boreham Wood. Yeah, good save there from Dean Brill. 57th minute, good play on the right side. Sees a Miles Judd cross block for a corner and Dan Happy's effort from the corner goes high and wide. Yeah, 59 minutes on the clock. Dean Brill was needed to be alert again to tip a Boreham Wood effort uh, over the bar from Smith and that was genuinely... Uh, he needed to do that. Yeah, it was dipping. That was dipping I think it was just under. ball, but he needed to make sure he got his yeah. hand on it. And the 62nd minute, battling build-up play from the OC, space open up, and JB McEnough runs uh, with the ball and took a shot. So for me, he should have played Karoma in there. Karoma ever made a great run, yeah. but he chose to make a shot there. But I can't fault Joby too much. But for me, a more experienced player, I would have expected him to pass there. Yeah, I think he's just desperate to get on the score sheet. Probably, yeah. Yeah, the O's win, uh, being captain as well, he wants to lead by example. 69 minutes, the Orient won a penalty. Josh Karoma produced some skill near the touchline, went past Shakes, and he's brought down, judged by the referee to have been brought down. There's a few people saying they're not sure yeah. if it was. We could see from where we were sat in the south stand, you could see the sort of scratch marks in the in the turf 
that were kind of on the line-ish. Very close, I would say. Yeah, Very for me close. that was a penalty, but it's not a clear-cut penalty. And I think of, the ref was brave to give it. It's one of those, where if it goes for you, it's a definite penalty. If it doesn't go for you, you're then, kind of unfortunate. Yeah. Um, but it's like Maidstone on Tuesday night. He gets booked for something yeah. similar, but here he gets a... And that's the problem that people have with the referee. Absolutely. Is inconsistency. Yeah, so up-step McCauley Bond who sent the keeper the wrong way from the spot to make it 1-0 to the O's, and he scored his third goal of the season. That penalty uh, is on our Twitter accounts in slow motion and normal motion, so if you haven't seen it yet, get onto our Twitter or Facebook accounts to watch the goal. And at Strongo43 tweeted us, and said, as far as I know, Bon has equaled David Peach's record of scoring his first six penalties for the O's in competitive games. That is outstanding. First of all, who's David Peaches? And second of all, that is great knowledge. And Martin, congratulations on your 32nd wedding, wedding anniversary. anniversary. Well, done, mate. well done, mate. Well done, mate. Mike deserves a medal as well. Mine's only seven, so number 25 to catch Martin. <laughs> well done, Martin. In the nicest possible way, obviously. Okay, 74 <laughs> minutes on the clock. Dayton goes past Jamal Firefield, who brings him down in a headlock. I didn't realise we yeah. were playing WWE. Um, but doesn't get a second yellow. Should've he been. was due. I mean, we he was ba- you know, baying for blood, the Orient should, fans. Should have been second yellow. He yeah. should be off. But Ref bottled it. Next 10 minutes, he's some pressure from Bournemouth, but I think we looked fairly comfortable. Nothing really to report on in terms of the goal-scoring chances for them. And in the 85th minute, a double sub as James Dayton was replaced by Alec- James Alarby and Charlie Lee comes off for Alex Lawless. Obviously, Dayton coming off, Karoma going into his position and Alibi going up front gives you that strength that target man who can hold the ball up late in the game correct and brings us further up the pitch to hold the ball up further up the pitch as well Craig Clay found Joby McEnough in the 88th minute who beat the ball and would defender with ease and drove deeper into the box but saw his low shot well saved by their keeper yeah again maybe he could have played Alibi and Alibi again making a good run and Clay going for the glory five minutes of additional time a held up on the board and we all draw a huge size we all know five minutes is a long time to play and in the 92nd minute a bit of a melee as Fifield goes down and handles the ball just outside the Orient area and he'd already been booked this play should have already been off yep. Orient free kick and he should have been a third yellow card uh, but again referee's bottled it bit of a um, Clay got together. quite angry Clay got it? quite angry but it was all handbags and glad rags really yeah that's it the rest of the match is played out as the final whistle goes and Orient win their second game of the week and the unbeaten start to the season continues that's three draws and two wins and people starting to get itchy uh, having not won a game in the first three and here we are talking about two wins yeah. and three draws Fantastic. now we went to post-match afterwards and Dave Victor uh, is doing the post-match interviews uh, for the official club site as well we were lucky enough to be there and this is what Justin had to say congratulations so important to win at Yes, I think um, there's a huge desire at this football club to win every game that we we compete in and play in, but um, you have no divine right. And I think again we see another team coming here and you know giving a very good account of itself, raising their game. And but I thought the players, every one of them, even the subs today, were uh, were immense. I thought it was the best we played for a long period of time. Game management was important, wasn't it, to see it through? Yeah, but I just thought we were very good with ball today. Really pleased me. You know, without creating lots and lots of chances, I just thought we managed the game ever so well. I thought what we were looking for, we sort of see spells of that against Maystone, but for long periods today, I thought we were a, a real force with the ball. And, and what that allows us to keep compact and, and, and restrict the opposition to very few chances. The pace of Josh Cuomo caused a constant threat, and of course he got tripped for the spot kick. Yeah, I mean, we were... Touch and go, we didn't think he'd make today. Uh, he picked up an injury in training yesterday. 
you know, we sent him for a scan. It wasn't uh, as bad as we first feared. But, um, you know, sort of last night I didn't think he'd be planned. But glad he did. I mean, it's, uh, I thought he was a real threat for us today. I thought his, his work and his, his hold-up play and his, the, the areas that he picked up were, were unmarkable and uh, justified with, with getting the penalty, which he should have got on Tuesday night as well. McCauley Bond, he demonstrated his value to the club. You must be so pleased that he's extended his contract. I can't underestimate what uh, the board of directors here uh, of, the, of the offers that he turned down. And I think McCauley deserves a lot of credit. His head could have got turned, but he showed maturity, incredible attitude. And, and what we come to expect is, is that cool finish from, from that penalty spot. You mentioned injuries. This victory secured without uh, James Brophy's hobbling around. Is it a hamstring problem? Yes. Um, obviously, we we didn't fear the worst on Tuesday night when he came off. Uh, but unfortunately, a scan has shown that there is a slight uh, tear in the hamstring, which is a big blow. But I think you know what we have been able to assemble over my period of time here is a squad that can deal with that absence. And uh, James Dayton again today uh, showed that. And with Joby McEnough coming in. As much as Brove's a fantastic player, you know, we were able to, to win the game without him. At this stage, is it a matter of weeks or months? Uh, weeks, yeah, yeah. We, we, you know, we don't expect it to be too long. Josh Coulson came off. That was double vision, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Um, you know, we, we, listen, there's an incredible amount of games in a short space of time. And I've always said, you know, the, the players coming from the bench will be the ones that win us the game. And I, and I believe that every player that's come off the bench onto the field in the five games we played has, has, has made a big impact. Young defence in the end, wasn't it? It was very young, uh, apart from Joe Woodiston, who again I think goes under the radar. I think he's, in, you know, for me, since I've been here, he, he, he's been close to Joby McEnough in terms of his consistent performances and uh, another mature performance from him again today. I saw Dal Gorman and Matt Howard warming up before the game. They're, they're close now, aren't they? Yeah, they're in the squad today. Um, you know, if... if if Josh had missed out, Matt, Matt Harrell would have been on the bench today. So, um, yeah, they're, they're, they're there now. We've got another uh, game on Tuesday for them. And uh, all being well, then, then we're looking that they're, they're ready to go. Who's that against? It's obviously a pre-season friendly. Uh, a friendly, right? Yes, behind closed doors. Um, so we've got Southend. So that'd be a good test for us. And uh, one that, you know, some of the boys who haven't quite enough minutes will get minutes. And, um, yeah, it's a good time to have it. First week that you haven't had a competitive game midweek. I bet you're pleased, don't you? Certainly with the victory and the manner of the, the result. Um, it, it makes the, the midweek clear very good. I think the spirits are high. Uh, everyone leaves on a positive note. And it gives a bit of respite before we go into the, the Saturday-Monday fixture coming ahead. Yes, and of course that starts with Gateshead, a side that have been rebuilt. I think they've gone part-time now, haven't they? But nevertheless, they picked up some decent results early on. Yeah, I think, listen, everyone's full of optimism this early on in the season um, but yeah we go there we know it's going to be a tough challenge uh, the quick turnaround as well to play on Monday we'll, we'll test the squad but we've got a squad that's capable of dealing with it and then it's Dover to follow now they flew up to AFC file today you flying to Gateshead? Uh, no, no we've we'll gone the coach um, we've, we've looked at trains we've looked at all kinds of different ways of travelling but uh, you know I, I think the players prefer uh, and I certainly prefer going a coach rather than a play Okay, good luck. Cheers. Thank you. So it sounded like someone was doing some hoovering in the background <laughs> there, but uh, it can, can confirm that nobody was. So thank you to Dave Victor yeah. for letting us 
Absolutely. Uh, used that and he asked a lot of broad questions yeah. there. So usually we do our own, but seeing as Dave had covered it so well, we didn't really see the need yeah. to do that. So thank you, Dave. Um, the league table, so that win meant that after five games, we are now ninth in the National League table, having played five. We've won two, drawn three, lost none, and we are on nine points. I think for me, on the balance of play, we deserve the win. Boreham Wood will probably feel hard done by, but some um, some run sure about the penalty uh, being the right decision. But for me, Karoba was just inside the box and there was contact and delighted that Bond dispatched the penalty so clinically. Have to say, while I've not been Clay's biggest fan, he was superb today. Obviously, I wasn't at the Maidstone game, um, so didn't see that. But from everything you read, everyone's sort of singing on the same sheet yeah. and saying the same thing. You have to take that on board as well. His forward play was searching, industrious, and at points, the creative outlet that we needed. And long may this yeah. continue. Special mention to Miles Judd, who was excellent at right back, good positioning and game awareness, was strong against some big and strong Boreham Wood players, and it's saying something that he's keeping Sam Ling out of the starting eleven. And we are now one of only five teams in this league who have a zero in the L column of the league table. We're now ninth, just on goal difference. Yeah, so Harrogate a seventh uh, with a goal or two more than yeah. us. For me, good win as the unbeaten start continues. And the most pleasing thing about me uh, for the win is that if that game's last year, I think we draw it or maybe even lose it. I yeah. think this year we're a bit wiser. Bit of a dirty win, I think the word I use. And it's good to have a dirty win. Yeah, Like that, I thought the whole team played well. And it just goes to show the strength we have now that we could be missing our first-choice centre-back pairing to still keep a clean sheet and be missing our most productive winger in Brophy uh, and still bring in Joby McEnough. So, lots of plaudits. Rightly so. Joe Odison played well. Judd... McEnough and Karoma, but for me, standout uh, was Craig Clay. I thought Clay was exceptional, uh, and that is the Craig Clay we all want to see, and that's the Craig Clay we all thought we were getting when we signed a player from the Scottish Premiership last season. So hopefully he can maintain the form now, and great to get a clean sheet, see Josh full of confidence, and once McCauley stepped up, you knew he was going to score that, really. I wasn't kind of watching that game, he's going to miss it. You could just tell he was going to score it. Uh, very important now to keep the run going and to take this form into the next games and now hopefully push on from there. So Absolutely. Those were our views. So your views at Leighton underscore Ears says the players have learnt gamesmanship during the last five minutes to see out the game. Probably only play two minutes out of the five and Karoma and Clay were excellent. Alb, ALB 5399 said, not a player in our team that didn't play well today. Clay and Widdersome, fantastic. Boreham Wood, an embarrassment of a football club. No fans, no noise, no ability and a bunch of cheats as well. Well, El Coado is still unbeaten. First three points at home and back-to-back -back wins. Excellent couple of days' work, that is. Fingers crossed that Josh is fit for the next game, though, as he's vital to our defence. Although I'd argue that Happy, as we said earlier, will slot in quite yeah, nicely. If Josh needs an extra yeah. few uh, like week or so, if it cuts, next Saturday comes too, too early, yeah. then it's no concern. Frank Kane said, proper professional National League performance right there. Not pretty, but dominated and brilliant to see every Orient player giving that extra bit of momentum. Uh, sorry, Every extra bit of commitment, beg your pardon, drive and energy to compete compared to Boreham Wood, which in the end gave us the deserved three points. At Bayford underscore Joel says a great team performance today, but Judd and Clay really stood out and proved why they should be in this team. And Joel, good to see you in the South Stand yesterday. Yeah. Transferred over. South Stand, South yeah, Stand. Absolutely. Welcome to the South Stand. Wreck Up Blue App said, Good second half performance. Clay had his best match in a while and we managed to look quite comfortable when we went 1-0 up. Kudos to Widdison, Judd, Joby and Happy when he came on. Jack Arena says, Good to get three points and a clean sheet today. Judd played really well, but Brill mainly to work on his ball distribution. Bonwood's number 12 was lucky to stay on the pitch, but onwards and upwards. Hashtag up the O's. 
Yeah, Nuno, Nuno Barone, 27, said these results are proving crucial to keeping the positive vibe on the pitch and therefore amongst the supporters as well. Long may it continue. Yeah, absolutely, Nino. At Len M4 says, very happy with today's performance. Every player put in a shift and in the end, we got to deserve three points. A special mention to Charlie Lee. He would have run through walls to win the ball back. Yeah, Samuel LOFC 97 said, very happy they didn't really threaten. Happy was brilliant when he came on as the as was the entire back four. Judd adds something more than Ling. Just uh, Joe Willison was outstanding today. Nothing got past him. Clay had his best game today as well. Looking positive. Yeah, Tobias Lampsy says, something about a home win which is always sweeter two very professional performances in a week last season we would have struggled to come away with six points in those games only negative is the injuries but today proves we have a very capable squad good tweet that yeah Wadsey said a professional performance not the greatest of games uh, on the eye McEnough was fantastic and a big shout out to Judd and Karoma how Borenwood's number 12 stayed on the pitch I'll never know he's referring to Fifield. yeah Leighton Orient says a good performance today and a win for football against whatever it was Borenwood were playing but we need to unlock teams like this as the penalty was fortuitous. Still, we saw the game out well and when the win was sweeter as I'm writing this on the train for home of disappointed West Ham United fans. Yeah. Lou <laughs> Bear 84 said, every player stood up and played for the shirt today. Sir King Joby. Interesting title. Yeah. Leading by example yet again. Marv Juddy, Corona, fantastic. Joe Wids cracking tackles. Uh, looks very confident. Three points, clean sheet, and still unbeaten. There's a good day at the office. Yeah, great. Webbo, underscore 1980, says, best team performance so far this season. Clay, Wedderson were outstanding, as was Karoma. Play every game in the same way, and we will be close this season. Uh, Ian Hutt, uh, so Ian Tutton said, after being critical last weekend, hold my hands up and say we were much better. Clay in front of Lee is working. Big shout out for Judd, played his heart out. Yeah, good tweet there. Jack Coates 14 says, We were superb today against a very physical side. Every player played their part. Wooderson and Clay were my man in a match today. Wooderson has stepped up the season, but we might need to bring in another midfielder as Brophy is injured. Five games unbeaten and up the league we go. Yeah, Marcus Maynard said, Quality performance all round against um, robust opposition and a toilet ref. Wooderson <laughs> solid again. Karoma positive despite getting kicked all over. McEnough rolling back the years. Lee's best game in an LOFC show. Yeah, so a bit of love there for Charlie Lee at Digger H7730046. There's no one played badly today, but Karoma, Woodison and Clay were outstanding. I've not seen Clay give such an aggressive performance as that since he has mm-hmm. been at the club. More of that, please. Still unbeaten. Good start. TCW0102 said, Five things to take from today. Number one, we won. Number two, we kept a clean sheet. Number three, MB scored when it matters. Uh, obviously Macaulay Bond four we played hard as we played hard and as a team and f- number five obviously we won again yeah so it's two of the same points there but fair enough at Pandemonium 1881 it's not the greatest performances and we required better quality in the final third but it's stated to be successful everything has to fall your way and through hard work and determination we won a penalty and converted it so end of the day clean sheet and three points can't moan Absolutely. And the final word uh, this week goes to David Matt Lloyd, who says professional performance, clean sheet vital, especially for Marvin and Danny, who were immense at the back. McEnough led by example. Um, only concern really is Coulson's injury. Still unbeaten, 41 games to go. We can do this. Yeah. So thank you for all the tweets through the past week. They've all tweets read out coming to us at Orient Outlook. So if you want to tweet us, you can at Orient Outlook or give us an email at orientoutlook at outlook.com. Also on Instagram, at orient underscore outlook underscore podcast. Also on Facebook, 
also everywhere. So, you know, get in contact. More views, the better. Yeah, absolutely. So, Prediction League update. Again, loads of predictions yesterday. So, well done to at Lenham4, at Daniels9119, at Ed Jones1976, at Stephen Orient, at Ben Orient97, at James O'Hagan, and to at Eastside Orient, who predicted 1 0 to the O's to get three points in the Prediction League. But. A huge well done to wow. Tony underscore Antonio at Ian Manet Rene John at London Gary W at Boatsy at iHut Rushmore at Rob Kelly 18 and at Charlie underscore Paul who predicted 1-0 to the O's and for Bond to get the goal so take the maximum four points in the prediction league which means at Stephen Orient leads the prediction league on ten points. I think Stephen Orient's got three correct predictions out of five matches this season. I think this is going to be a high scoring prediction league. Yeah, I season. think I agree. London Gary W and Tony underscore Antonio close behind him on eight points and the full table is on our Facebook page. As always, thanks for all of your predictions. Good stuff. Sunday the 19th of August, it's today as we uh, record. Miles Judd was named in the National League Papers, uh, sorry, the Non-League Papers National League Team uh, of the Day. So well done, Miles. Well deserved, but obviously it could have been one of a number of foreign players in that in that. in that team. Yeah, and the ladies season started today in a difficult fixture as I went to the way to Luton Town ladies and fantastic and delighted to say that the O's won the game 1-0 with that. Chan 93 underscore Rich getting the goal and Bellin Rapol with the assist and joint players of the match today between Daniel Griffith and Leia. So fantastic match there. Well done to the ladies. We will try and get down to watch them, but it's Keep quite difficult. Every season, but we genuinely mean it. Absolutely. So well done to the ladies. So let's round up this bad boy of a podcast, hopefully under the hour mark. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Fancy football update then. Despicable Me 2 leads the Premier League. Uh, Fancy Football League with 124 points. Steve's at 42nd on 92 points. I'm doing quite poorly. I'm down in 79th place, uh, having only got 84 it's points. Close, but though. It's not, there's not a lot in it. You know, you get eight points and you're up 40 places. Yeah, so all you know to what I mean? play for another and game got, tomorrow. You've got players playing tomorrow. I think I've only got one player yeah. tomorrow night in the Man U game. Battered See what happens. So, dream, dream team. team. Yeah, Michael Head from the great game leads the dream Welcome, team. Welcome, Michael. Yeah. Fantasy League on 120 points. Michael will be on the podcast very soon I'm having a very good season so far yes, I'm in are. fourth on this one while Paul's in 65th place on 57 points Done but terribly it, mate, it's a marathon not a sprint indeed so thank you for joining our leagues so of positives and negatives of the week so I'll do the positives because one of the negatives involves you um, one of your personal <laughs> yeah. experience yeah. <laughs> so positives first of all two wins in a week so we're talking about six points which is fantastic second positive undefeated so far in the league so five matches undefeated and the last one performances across the board have been excellent Bon is scoring Clay's up his game Karoma is fantastic Miles Judd has had a great season mm. Widow Cern Ekpeteta and we're doing well so negatives Mr Levy negatives James Brophy's injury obviously very concerning Josh Coulson uh, obviously being slightly injured I think just the injury list in general yeah. well I think this time sort of last season we've lost Coulson and Elakobi and Brophy so sort of history repeating yeah. itself a little bit but hopefully Josh is his only short term uh, injury uh, and for me um, the food in the south stand um, I bought a chicken burger yesterday and it was horrible um, <laughs> it was dry and um, really unenjoyable to eat but credit uh, I did uh, message I emailed Danny Macklin d.macklin at lehenorient.net and um, made him aware that it's, it's just unacceptable and particularly with the cost of it yeah um I guess, but irrespective, whatever you're paying for something, you want good value from it, and that's not. But he did he did reply to my email to say that they are looking into that because they can't cook fresh in the South Stand. I'm assuming because of ventilation. Yeah. 
um, purposes because you've got the block of flats right in, in, um, at the front there. So thank you, Danny, uh, for uh, getting back to me on that. Uh, and have to say, the responses you get from Leighton Orient, are, uh, you know, First whenever class. you email someone, you're not waiting days or weeks for anyone to come back to you. They are very, very responsive. Yeah. So thank you for getting back to me so quickly. Brilliant. So that concludes the positives and negatives. So hero of the weakness. So we put this to the public vote. We nominated Craig Clay, Marvin Ekpeteta, Miles Judd, and Josh Karoma. So whilst we admitted Joe Willison, mm-hmm. we do think that he played well um, throughout the two games. But however, it is hero of the week that we do on a Saturday. We don't do man in a match for the Saturday. And we take both games into account from the week. And, you know, Ekpeteta scores one. Keeps a clean sheet in the other. Craig Clay has two fantastic games. Miles Judd same on the back of not playing all season. Yeah. And Karoma scores on Tuesday and makes the penalty yeah. on Saturday. So Edison, yeah, played well. Wasn't lucky not to be admitted, but there but, you go. But then there are others that could have done. And if we could have run a top five, he'd have made the fifth. Yeah, Twitter and obviously. If we'd have done top seven, yeah. we'd have had others in there as well. So We're lucky enough to cater to a massive audience on Twitter. And unfortunately, as it stands at this point in time, you can only nominate up to four things on Twitter. Exactly. Should that change, we'll look to get it to a five. But the results yeah. were, Moles Judd came in at fourth and 18%. And Marvin Epitetis came in third on 20%, and Josh Karoma came in second on 23%, and the Hero of the Week, and well-deserved, and great to see, actually, Cray Clay winning Hero of the Week with 39% of the vote. And thanks for all your votes, and well done to Cray Clay on an excellent week, his best week, I reckon, at the club. Yeah, without arguably. Without arguably. Absolutely. So next week's fixtures, then. It's another busy week for the National League, as the action really heats up for the O's with another two difficult fixtures. First up, we've got Gateshead away next Saturday, the 25th, so there's a bit of a respite from midweek action here. Uh, We go to Gateshead, who have improved significantly since Steve Watson took over, Uh, and as Dave sort of quite rightly points out, they have gone part-time. They they got rid of 17 players over the summer as well, so it's a full, full roster rechange there. Um, Gateshead are currently fifth in the National League after a 1-0 defeat away to Bromley uh, on Saturday, but they have made a decent start to the season in this game last season finished the 17-18 campaign as we ran out 3-1 victors the same result would do us very very nicely uh, this time this is follow up uh, followed up with a home fixture at the Briar Group Stadium on Bank Holiday Monday the 27th uh, we are at home to Dover who are struggling in 19th place in the National League after a 4-0 defeat away to AFC Fylde on Saturday this game finished in a one-all draw last season in what was an entertaining match but we're hoping to go one better this time so if you are going to Gateshead do have a safe journey and if you see us at the Dover game just come and say hello please we'd love to see you you there yeah so that's it so just over the hour mark and thank you for joining us for episode 148 and Mr Levy's triumphant return to the podcast it's been a fantastic week on the pitch for the O's who made it two wins in a week following three draws and the unbeaten start to the season has remained intact Despite injuries to George Ellicobi and Josh Coulson, the defence has looked very good with Miles Judd and Joe Willison impressing. And the midfield this week has really started to click with undoubtedly Craig Clay having his finest week in an O shirt. Alongside Charlie Lee, James Dayton and Joby McEnough have all looked in top form with the only real negative being the injury to James Brophy. And up top, McCauley Bonner started where he left off last season and Josh Caroma is showing signs of becoming the player we've all hoped he would become. Whilst off the bench, we have James Allaby, and Matt Harold and Dale Gorman to return from their respective injuries, and a certain Moonair who can't even get into the squad. Yeah. Put up an Instagram video of his daughter trampolining yesterday, so Fantastic. wasn't even at the ground, but well done to Mooney's daughter. She's very good. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, we'll be back with episode 149 next week as we approach the big episode 150 with all the information 
views that you could ever need. Yeah, and if you're listening on iTunes, please subscribe and give our podcast a review. If you're listening on SoundCloud, tune in, Stitcher, or any of the Android apps, uh, add us to your favourites, and that way you'll have all the podcasts available as soon as we upload them. And if you have an older relative or a loved one who you think uh, would like to listen to the podcast, help them out, however it is uh, that you can help them out and uh, help them to listen. Thank you very much indeed in advance for that. Yep, so we have a few mugs still left for sale. It's £7 for one, it's £12 for two we can give them to you before any home games or we can post them out to you for three pounds so if you like the podcast if you've seen the pictures on social media and you want one come and get in contact and get your own piece of orient out of podcast memorabilia memorabilia even yeah absolutely so so thank you very much indeed uh, to everybody who's been in touch we look forward to hearing from you and as always have a great week keep calm and listen to the orient outlook podcast playing you out with rocking all over the world this absolutely. week have a good week up the o's